All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. The next time we record the show, we will have a new president-elect and a new World Series champion from either the Cleveland Indians or the Chicago Cubs. Our worlds are going to be flipped over on their faces. Next time we record the show, we're all going to be different people because of it. What's going to affect you guys more, most? World Series winner. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, you know, depending on the president-elect, next time we do this show, it could be your Windsor podcast <laughs> for film, TV, news, and discussion. It's gonna uh, come on, a, guys. Get the political quirks out of the way. It'll take a lot. Of, it'll take a lot of work. Coming up, get a visa. <laughs> I'll up, look into it. Coming up next. Which director would you vote for president? Just kidding. I'm not oh. going to do that. That's dumb. That's stupid. Is I don't, it? Yes. I don't, I don't, let's, let's, let's leave politics out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because we are looking at a very political documentary. Hey, Colin. Welcome back. Hello. Mitch, we're doing a show in back-to-back weeks for the first time since forever, it seems. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive on all of our parts. Good job, guys. Even though, Colin, you weren't here last week. Um, but welcome back. My name is Kale. This is the Woodward's Filmcast. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Mitch Haba. And Colin Ward. Me, Mitch, and Colin, we get together every single week. We watch a movie. We sit around and have a discussion about it. We also talk about some movie TV headlines, and we do some Netflix and video on demand recommendations at the end of the show. Colin, we did Escape from LA last week. Did you watch mm-hmm. that at all? I didn't, no. Not a, you didn't even start it? No, it's been a pretty hectic few few weeks for me. So We're in a new place. Welcome to Ferndale. This is Colin's new uh, bachelor pad. Thank you. Can you guys hear the desperation? <laughs> and sadness? It's because it's a bachelor pad? <laughs> is it a bachelor pad? I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a pat it's a crib. It's a pat. Anyway, anyways, it looks great. Thank and you. welcome to Ferndale. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. great being here. Where I live, and I'm wearing my Ferndale High School sweatshirt that I bought at CVS. Oh. I'm out of sweatshirts. So you just bought it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I need that. I think I need that, and I got it. <laughs> That's cool that they sell it there. No, just because we are proud to live in Ferndale here. In Ferndale, very proud. Yes, yeah. I, I Ferndale don't, pride. I don't Ferndale pride. We have a we have a Ferndale pride every year. Well, that's not really what it's for, but um, guys. Um, also, before we get into some news, let's talk because we are topical show. It was Halloween M- Monday, Monday night, and Halloween festivities over the weekend. Did you guys dress up as movie characters? TV character. What did you do? I didn't. I went as uh, Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Oh, and really? My girlfriend went as Linda. Picks? Yeah, and some I'll show them to you later. What? I'm not gonna get it out right now. Yeah, but yes, yeah, get like, you. You get it out now, <laughs> Colin. What did you do? 
I didn't do a character. I did a uh, character I made up, which is a sexy nun um, in full drag that I call Sister Fister. <laughs> which is a perennial. Yeah. I d- well, How long I, have you been doing Sister Fister? I've been doing Fister? Sister Fister for two, three years now, and every year I kind of add something more to it. And you don't feel like you, I mean, you know, and I love, what I love about like Halloween being on a Monday because is that you celebrate it on Saturday, but you can also like, you know, I, like I did two, co- two costumes, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, so you don't, do you ever feel like, because you do the same costume every year that you're like, miss, you're like missing out. Like, damn, I should have done something else. No, because I, I like I said, I do add to it. So I, I always do something it's a branding Something different. Thing. Yeah. So this year I brought myself a riding crop that I walked around and like whipped people with. <laughs> I, also did, I also did like very like actual like drag makeup this year too. Yeah. You, 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 I saw something. some pics. It was, it was more intense than previous years. It was. Yeah. How long did that take you? Uh, about an hour to do the makeup and then the press on nails were a struggle to, to do myself. <laughs> but they looked great. I don't know how anyone wears fucking nails. There's the worst. Yeah, you can't I, do I mean, anything with your hands. No, I know. I, you cannot I won't, do anything. I'm the kind of guy like I will like I, I bite my nails. I will. They will not get. They will not even get here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. This is a podcast. You can't see what I'm doing, but not very long is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I want them to interfere with my life. But then you can't pick up like tiny things. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good thing I have tweezers somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, bitch. I want to see your Bob's Burgers costume. I didn't see any of this. Oh, look at that. Look at that. You got a mustache and an apron. Mm-hmm. Pens. What? Yeah, pens. You got to write down the orders. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you post it anywhere? I didn't yeah, I didn't see I, this. I guess. Uh, post it. She, all right. Fine. Okay, sorry. Um, Liz, and I, Liz, <laughs> Liz was in town. We did. Uh, we, 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 spent hour, we spent hours and days thinking of a couple's. But neither of us had ever done a couple's costume. And somehow we were we were like thinking of movie duos, and we were like, "How about Jay and Silent Bob?" And we went into uh, Salvation Army, and we got it, and it was great. I saw the picture of you two in the in the light; it looked really good. Yeah, yeah I, I, it, it was really good. good. Yeah. I was surprised because we went out in public first. We went to Imperial. Um, I was surprised how many people were like like people would come up to Liz and then like start quoting any kevin smith movie i was re- like really surprised i thought people like first of all wouldn't even know that we were because separating us you can't tell yeah yeah like se- yeah. like if li- especially because like, i was in a beard it's and a, trench a couple's coat costume you know <laughs> i know but like if we but if we were like ray and bb8 you could tell the, you know one of the other mm-hmm. right but um which we definitely didn't think of um <laughs> i think Damn i'm doing <laughs> let me write that down for next <laughs> i would be ray clearly Dilly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just surprising. Like people were, I don't know. I didn't think that most people like, like it's, and it's not just like, they'd be like, oh, you're from clerks. They would like come up and start doing the rap from Jalen Silent Bob and be like, wow, like word for word. Um, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's like the inventor of like the cult hit kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you were at Imperial too. So. Oh yeah. The Ferndale crowd probably yeah. knows clerks yeah. and stuff more than like if I was in Birmingham, probably. I had fake cigarettes. That was awesome. I didn't know they, they even made those. And it, they still make. Them. I know. I went to we went to Party City. I got because because I, I shaved and I needed a beard. So I got a fake beard, um, and that was like, do you guys have fake cigarettes? They're like, no. 
they're like, we have cigars. And they like walked me over and they were like, oh, wait, I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. Like any kid could just go and buy these fake cigarettes. Oh, and, were they like the candy ones or? No, they didn't. They just like glisten a little bit. Like it looks like they're lit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, oh, I, I. Yeah, I thought I knew that they you, you were thinking, so, can- thinking candy ones don't candy exist. Ones. No, I'm like those don't exist. But even fake ones, like I felt cool smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Can't you just go buy a real pack? <laughs> you know, everyone said that. Aren't cigarettes like super expensive? Aren't how much like were, 15 how bucks? were the fake cigarettes? I don't know, five bucks or something. They weren't expensive. Uh, you yeah, you like buy a really cheap pack, for really like a dollar more or yeah. something. Yeah, but I wouldn't smoke them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, but you will have a more authentic look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it went well with the fake beard mm. and the real trench coat. <laughs> if anyone wants a, a yellow rain jacket and a trench coat, I've got one. That's the problem with Halloween costumes. Like, well, <laughs> I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> if you guys have a favorite of like all time that you did, there was like a movie char- character. I feel like every year I, I, I did short round a couple years ago. That was awesome. I got like the old Brooklyn Dodgers hat, and my my roommate was Indiana Jones. Yeah, that, that was, was a good one. Fucking, I loved that. It was fun. Um, I went as Beaker last year. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, that was great. Those, I've yeah. ever seen those yeah, pictures. Was good. I I liked. I was younger. I was Simba. I still have that costume. That was great. <laughs> huh. I don't remember. Well, I get, I don't know. Just I sister Fister since sister nine. Fister. <laughs> <laughs> the last like three years, but <laughs> I I had some good ones before then too. Um, I'm surprised you weren't remember. Black Philip. I'm serious. I thought I thought you were going to pull that out of your <laughs> ass. Goat. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Do that for me next year. I want to see you do that. As like Goat Black Philip or like as like guy with like the goat hat. Black. Goat Black Philip. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly you need to stand on two feet. Yeah. So there's that. Well, he does buck up like, at that one yeah, point. Yeah, right. You get like fake. Covers you had hooves. You thought nails were tough. It's like one of those horn hat, like you know, caps. What was the best costume you saw that wasn't yours? I saw Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. I really like. That's that pretty one. good. I saw someone. The person who won the costume contest at the bar I was at was Doc from. Um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. It was really good. Nice. Um, the person who came in second place. It was mostly the name, which got it for me. Um, it was Bat Bottom, which was like a very gay Batman. <laughs> 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 it, was really, it was really good. When I did, I did, I stayed home for trick or treaters on Monday. And I, you might say I posted it on Facebook, but I, I, I stuck. I got a Kylo Ren mask at the Target and stuck a picture of the Renaissance Center on my forehead and told people I was Kylo Ren. Said. I liked it. Kids did not <laughs> understand it. I forgot that like the adults don't come up to the door; they just sit on the lawn, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also got shitty Star Wars candy, but how I felt many, I felt good how about many it. People, did you get? There was there were tons. I, really? I never I had never done this before. I always just skip out on on doing trick or treating um, or like you know giving trick or treating mm-hmm. candy away. Yeah, I, by by eight I started at six, and by eight o'clock all my candy was I had a hundred and no, I had like 230 little bags of candy and they were gone. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm, I'm, I joined the Ferndale Forum now. Nice. Everyone is always posting like, I had like three trick-or-treaters. I had two trick-or-treaters. They're like, anyone, I'll leave candy out on the porch. Like, come by and pick it up. Like, I know. I'm telling you, east side of Woodward, that's where it's that's at. That's where it's it, at yeah. in the city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. I was playing because it was on TBS. I was playing Return of the Jedi while I was sitting in my Kylo Ren mask. And uh, 
it was I love these little kids. I mean, all the most everyone I saw was like under fifth grade or younger, and um, they were always they were like making comments. Like some girl was like, "You're watching a good movie. Nice. It's great. Star Wars is so relevant on Halloween. <laughs> on Halloween, yes." <laughs> Did you guys okay? We'll, we'll we'll move on here. But did you watch any scary anything? Do you guys do that? Is you like holy shit? It's Halloween. It's fall. I'm putting on a scary movie tonight. I didn't. I I wanted to. Um, but then I was like trying to figure out my internet here, and it was a struggle. But um, is that something you look forward to though? I typically do like to watch something scary. Right. At least like the day or like the the week of, I like to watch something scary. I really wanted to watch The Witch again, and I didn't get around to it. I always watch Hocus Pocus, so I always do watch that. Yes, I watched Halloween I watched for the that, first yeah. time. I never, I had never seen Halloween, and it was like I would say like the first seven eighths of the movie, I was like, this is okay, and then like the last part of it, I was like, wow, that was actually, I was like, I'm a little scared. That was scary, mm. and I watched Hocus Pocus that night too. I had to balance it out. I was like, of course, yeah. What about American Horror Story? Are you watching that? I watched the first episode of the new season, and it. I, I really want to discuss it with someone because I, I've only watched one episode, so I should probably watch more. But the style that they're doing is so weird to me. Like, it turned me off. Not what it's about and any of the performance. It's just like... Just how, like the direction how of they're, it? Yeah, and how they wrote it and like what how they're like presenting it to us is very strange to me. It I, seems almost like it, cheap writing. It, this is like with like Cuba and... What's her face? Sarah Paulson. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kathy Bates. And Kathy Robin Bates. Weigert's in this, isn't she? Is I think, she, I think she is, or she's going to be or something. I, saw, I see her posting on Facebook. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm interested, because I like the cast. The, like I, the cast is great, the, and the actual story is really cool, but they do this thing where, like, it's almost like they have, like, people talking to cameras, and it's, like, an interview, and it's, like, one of those like scariest places you've like been. It's like people. It's almost like a documentary, but it's like professional actors being like hmm. interviewed. So like you know their actors, and then right. They There's go, no sense of like and then they that. go to the story that they're talking, and they do like the, uh, but they're different actors playing it. So it's like oh, the office. Really? <laughs> <laughs> the office. But so it's like a history. Artists. It's like a History Channel reenactment, but yes. with different actors yeah. that are. So that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. And it's like either just use the same actors or use like complete unknowns. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's a reason that they did all that. I just haven't gotten to yet. But um, to me, it just comes across really cheap. Like it's almost like I equate it to like using a voiceover to like get to somewhere right, like right. in the character's mind instead of just showing where the yeah, character's yeah. at. Now you hate scary movies, Mitch. I don't hate them, but I like... um. Psychological. I like feeling happy. Yeah, <laughs> that too. I like uh, psychological thrillers more than horror movies because horror movies tend to be um, rely on like a shock uh, type of s- mechanism to scare you, and it, I don't like being scared that way. Yeah, some of that I think, but you'd be surprised. Like I don't know if you if you don't watch because I don't. I don't watch a lot of horror movies in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I always want to recently, but don't. But when I watch Halloween, like you'd be surprised how like there really isn't. It's not violent at all, and it's also not like shock. Like there's no like jump scares in that movie. What they do, they do. It's really interesting because it was 1978. It was like one of the first. I mean, you know, Rocky used it, and, and a couple other movies before that used it. But it was the, one of the first movies where like Steadicam was like the whole movie. And it's really fascinating. They like use that as a device to scare you because the whole time you. 
they use Steadicam so much, you like think that, you know, when the Steadicam is moving, that oh, it's Michael Myers, like it's the bad guy of the movie. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time, it's not, but sometimes it is him lurking. It's really fascinating because you're kind of like you're kind of like looking over your shoulder. It's it's, <laughs> it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you're watching a movie and then it's like the view behind you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you turn around, there's nothing there. There you go. That's a, that's a movie right there. Invisible camera, invisible paranormal activity. What about, like, like, who, who sets up that camera? Like, <laughs> you would have to put it there. Like, I'm gonna scare myself later. <laughs> I'm gonna freak myself out. Have you ever seen Peeping Tom? No. It, no. It, I think that's what it's called. God, I should look that up if I don't know. It's a movie. Uh, it's like a British horror movie from the 60s, um, where the killer uses he he uh, he videotapes all his killings. But he also has a mirror on the camera, so people can see themselves dying. Oh. It's freaking terrible, terrifying. Ooh. Yeah, 1960, Peeping Tom. Check it out. 1960. I think it's considered one of the first like slasher movies because uh-huh. it was like just like people huh. die. I always thought Psycho was. Uh, yeah, people. It was the same year, I think. 62 60. was Psycho. Yeah, so 60 was before. Yeah, little known Peeping Tom. Uh-huh. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Oh, little known. Let's move on to some news, guys. Let's start with this. Let's let's move into happy stuff first. First of all, Disney has uh, business has had the biggest box office year ever this year in 2016, um, with a total of global 5.85 billion dollars. In movies, this is including Captain America: Civil War, Zootopia, Finding Dory, and The Jungle Book. Where were the big ones for them? Any residual Star Wars? You know, I I thought that I don't think it's being counted in this. Do they count when it's released? Maybe. Nope, you're right. Revenue for 2016 also includes 736 million carryover ticket sales from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. So no chump change there. Yes, probably be added with Rogue One, and too. and with Rogue One, it's gonna be blown out yeah. of the water. So Disney, um, just owning the world here. Uh, what's new? <laughs> what's which? Yeah, what's of course? What's new? It's just more money now. <laughs> well, what's new, Mitch? Is on the heels of that, we are we got their first Entertainment Weekly today uh, showed us our first photos of the new Beauty and the Beast live action film that's coming out in March 2017. Uh, starring Emma Thompson, I mean Emma Watson, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'd I would be see so that. into that. I'd yeah. see that. I always the Emmas, they're all over the place. I don't know which one's which. Um, Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. <laughs> anyway, anyways, Emma Watson is a uh, Bill. Bill is that her name? Bill. Bill. <laughs> it's a gender swap version. Um, who's the beast in this? Someone help me. Dan Stevens. Yeah, Dan Stevens. I don't know who that is. Anyways, photos are out, guys. What do you think? We've talked so much on the show about this trend in Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I mean the Disney Studios World. (laughs) Um, (laughs) of them taking almost like it seems like you know '60s to '90s animated movies. And converting them into live action films. Uh, of course, we, we saw Jungle Book this year, and Beauty and the Beast is probably going to be the next one we see. Mm-hmm. Colin, photos are out. What do you think? See, this one, I can, this is a remake that I can 
get behind. I mean, I still think the original Beauty and the Beast is great. Because it's a tale as old as time. It is. But this one also, it involves people. Like, majority people, I would say. So you're saying it make, you know, like, Lion, or Jungle Book and Lion King is like, what the fuck? It's yeah. going to be it's gonna be animated anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. And, I mean, you ha- do have the, you know, the, the people of the castle that are going to be animated. But there's definitely more people in this one. So it makes more sense to me. Um, I can't tell if all the photos are s- movie stills or if they're promo photos. Um. It's a little bit brighter than I thought. It, it, yeah, it, it looks like a production shot. Um, um, meaning it was taken separate of like the camera. Uh, yeah, I would say these uh, are these are not stills. But okay. I, I like the way uh, the beast looks. I think it's like a perfect level of cartoon fantasy and real, uh, real, real as real as you can get when it comes to this. Do you mean you like how the beast looks because it looks exactly the same as the 1989 version? <laughs> kind of. Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I mean, there was that one version. Cynical, but. I don't remember that one version. Maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Let, I, can, I just I say that because uh, without trying to be too cynical here, and, and obviously I can off the bat say that the costume and production design here is freaking fantastic. But in the sense that this kind of looks like, to me, it looks like my Black Phillip costume. Well, <laughs> yes, I mean it. Look, it looks like I could see this being a Huffington Post or a BuzzFeed article entitled "You'll Never Believe These These Fans Recreated Shots from Beauty and the Beast," <laughs> and you'll never believe how real they look <laughs> to the animated version. And that's what this look. I mean, it just looks straight. It, there's nothing different here, even. Even more so than Jungle Book, which I think had a different feel to it. This just looks like they're completely redoing. I mean, the costumes are exactly the same, which is kind of crazy to me. The only thing that doesn't are the, the little, what do you, the people, the, you know, the clock and the Lumiere and you know, the people in the castle. Those look awesome. Yeah. Like because they look different. Yeah. To me, that's my hot take. But they look small. But they do look small. I haven't, hold on. I haven't seen. But it's the scale, yet. right? It's you know what I mean. Like I guess. But I mean, if you're going to be a teacup, you're not going to be a massive teacup. But that's a with big cartoony eyes. But that looks like a small pot. <laughs> <laughs> like how many cu- <laughs> how many how many it. cups of like tea are you fitting in that pot? Too cer- maybe it's a ceremonial <laughs> tea. And if pot. she's the head teapot, <laughs> you seem like you would want a bigger. Well, look, he's got this know what you can offer. He's got this huge castle. Like I know people with with like, you know, modest houses who have China that they've never touched because it's impractical, you know. That's what this is. You know, you can you'd imagine this this Well, she's this not impractical. She, she sings. serves. <laughs> she she sings and she serves. That's true. <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm not saying she's impractical as a character. I'm saying as a she actually put she pours tea for that's, that's kind of weird for, for um the dad when he comes in and pours tea for Belle during be our guest she pours the tea she is on the bar cart with Chip the whole time pretty much pouring left and right she's like let me pour this tea out of my left ear hole yeah 
weird. Like, who's washing them? I will say Lumiere looks a little too much like a human. Like I don't believe that that would be a candle holder, a candelabra, so to speak. Yeah, he has legs. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> he was fortunate to be turned into. <laughs> A uh, a human looking <laughs> He's like small gold man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, more excited, less excited, Mitch. Hey, it looks interesting. I mean, it'll be. I think it'll be look really nice on the big screen. Lots of colors. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm the same amount excited. It hasn't changed it for me. I, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to enjoy this movie, especially if it's the full-on musical version. Oh, Josh Gad's in it. Never mind. He's left you don't like Josh Gad? Not really. No. Who has a who has who doesn't like Josh Gad? I'm kidding. Do you not like Josh Gad? I don't. I mean, I don't hate Josh Gad. I, he just he just is. Like yes. I don't I don't hate. I'm not actively. I could name like two things he's been in. One of them he was animated. <laughs> Mitch, you got to give me the Josh Gad thing. I just I I was mainly joking because a lot of people don't like him for some reason. Really? Yeah. You haven't heard that? No, well, because no. he's political. I see him no, posting on Twitter. No, not political, just because he's a little fat, annoying guy. It's <laughs> pretty much. What, I mean, it's the media. What, it's I, the I don't, media. I don't We're this. the media. Everyone's <laughs> the media. You're perpetuating it, media person. Kevin Klein's in this, too. I see the clock? love Kevin Klein. Wait. Kevin Clock? <laughs> I see the dad. I think he's the dad. Okay. Um, I don't know if you you guys saw my my, uh, small tweet storm this morning about this, but you know what they should do at this point, Disney? Is if they're going to make. Why don't you tell the company that just made more money than (laughs) what (laughs) they should do? Well, I will tell them that there's missed opportunity here. If they're going to take all of their classic animated movies and turn them into live action non musicals, which I think mostly they're going to be not. This one might be a full on musical, just given the cast and that it's famous for its music, but like Jungle Book wasn't. They should start taking their famous live action movies and making them animated musicals. That's what I think. Like what? Like any any live action Disney movie. Like you're telling me that you wouldn't go see a animated version of Mighty Ducks that's also a musical? <laughs> and you know what? You could take that Disney Disney, you could take that to the next level because that could take place they could actually be real ducks who are told that they can't play hockey. It could take place in Zootopia and you could make the Zootopia cinematic universe and make it a full on musical. It's something. That is the That's thing that would make money. <laughs> no? I, I don't know about that one. Air, Air Bud? Why are these, these random I think they're, they're all they sports. Movies. All, the, all the live action movies. Okay, what about Newsies? That's Which is movie. already a musical. They made it into a musical. Yeah. It's already, but it was already, it was a musical. I mean, it has like four songs. Was, that's a musical. Oh, but if they, if they put the stage version into an animated thing, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think they should cool. make uh, live action versions of the Fievel movies. Like Fievel goes away. You think they should, <laughs> yeah. but with humans? Like no, with, not like, with humans. Like an actual with, story about immigration? Yeah, with mice. <laughs> Fievel hits a wall. <laughs> Fievel digs a, a tunnel. Fievel goes north <laughs> and is stopped by Donald Trump. Um, Fievel's in a detainment camp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's funny because it it's could funny. be true. It could be true. Um, let's go uh, more news really quick here. Um, 
let's talk about some let's talk about some directors losing their jobs over at a Warner Brothers film. Um, <laughs> DC, DC. <laughs> the Flash movie lost its second director this week. Uh, the Ezra Miller Flash movie. Um, Rick F- Fumu Yawa Yawa Yawa. I can't pronounce it. What did you call me? Fumiyawa? Fumiyawa. Um, he has left the project. Sources close to the both the Fumiyawa and the studio say creative differences forced the split, guys. Can you believe this? Mm-hmm. Creative differences forced the director to leave a project or get fired from a project. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, What's new? He is the second director to leave this project. Um, the first was uh, Seth Graham Smith earlier in the year. Yes. Who? <laughs> I don't know. But um doesn't smell good for uh, Barry Allen's movie here. Uh, scheduled, release, scheduled to be released in March of 2018, so they got a lot of time. Yeah. But... Uh, Famu Yiwa is actually, I think, how it's spelled mm-hmm. uh, or how it's pronounced. He uh, he directed Dope. Did you guys watch oh. that yet? No, I have not watched it yet. Oh. Well, that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Dope. Maybe Dope. y'all should. <laughs> I wonder if Warner Brothers watched it. <laughs> um, hey, a new name. Let's get him in there. Uh, let's play this game really quick then. Do you guys have someone to step up and do this? And you can't say director of John Wick because apparently, as Mitch suggested that should take over for Tim Miller and Deadpool last week, apparently he is uh, the director of John Wick whose name is escaping me is taking over. For Deadpool? And doing Deadpool too. That's cool. Supposedly. That's rumors that's going on there. Yeah. Good call, Mitch. People are I'm saying it. People, people are, are saying it. A lot of people are starting these rumors. A lot of people are saying it. I've read it someplace. Um, who Respectable would be, articles, who, good who, articles. Who would be good for a a, uh, a smart ass fast superhero movie? Edgar Wright. Mm, that could be a little like shot at uh, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Marvel. Oh, that. Would well, be you know, if this is any indication, <laughs> they're not gonna let him do it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if it's any indication, and I'm not speculating, but if it's any indication, it seems like. Warner Brothers is having a similar issue that Marvel has, which is they want their directors to play ball, mm-hmm. and if they don't, we'll find the next person. It seems so weird for them to make that decision, though, because it's like their movies haven't been as well respected as Marvel movies. So you, you would think that they would be more willing to take a risk on something different and would, exciting. Yeah. But yeah, let their directors, you know, direct. do their art and direct. That's so unfortunate. Nah. Mm-hmm. Um, similar news Sticks to the plan. Speaking of uh, Tim Miller and Deadpool, literally right after it was announced that he was leaving Deadpool, uh, it was announced that uh, he m- might be helming a quote-unquote live-action CG Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Ooh, you got so excited, Colin. What did you think I was gonna say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Another Disney movie. Uh, huh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, this is uh, this is the rumor. This is coming out. That video game hasn't been relevant in fifteen years. Has not. Neither has the the, the toy Trolls, which is seeing a movie come out. <laughs> in a, I cannot believe that that movie is happening. That's it's like all, snuck under cost, the radar. It's not a costume for as a for a troll. <sighs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. 
They should do uh, Mario at some point. <laughs> Mario yeah. and Luigi. Colin, you have doubts with yeah, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I, yeah, yeah. It's live action. <laughs> it's, it's live action the way that you know. So the Dumbo only Book person that's going to be Doctor Eggman. Yes, that's yeah. I could see that <laughs> happening, which would look very jarring in the <laughs> Sonic universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like, like what? Trick. What's he gonna do? Like, just run like through places collecting rings? Like, yeah, really. What? What's the story? It's so weird to make a platforming game. Well, you know that. <laughs> but you know, you know that that movie, that game had a had like an underlying theme of like environmentalism. You know, like Doctor Eggman was like science, yeah. and like like Sonic and Tails were like nature, and like yeah, they were always fighting the industry and the pollution, and like I could see that being a, a theme here, some sort of uh, okay. storyline there. But why don't we just like make a like an actual movie about industrialization and like the and not have it be it's a fucking very video fun. game? My thing is they should just skip to Sonic Two because that game's way better. Oh, it's so much better. They just call it Sonic Two. Down, up it's down, left, like, right, hold A, press start, gets you like to like the yeah, the cheat yeah, code at the very beginning, yeah. and gets you to the final level. <laughs> because that game was annoying. You couldn't save. Do you remember that? Oh, it's you couldn't freaking save. I think a lot of the earlier Mario games were like that too. But like, yeah, you like. You, you had to beat the game in one, in one sitting. sitting. It's so stupid. Which, I mean, challenge accepted. I'll do that. I have nothing <laughs> sure. else Sure. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I'm not, not, so. yeah. I'll I'm not above hours. playing eight hours of video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any more thoughts? <laughs> dumb. No, it sounds really dumb. dumb. Wrong. Um, let's get into the movie of the Wrong. week, which I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't uh, announce this in the beginning. Usually I say, because, you know, because it's the title of the episode too, so you should know, but... Um, the movie we did review this week is Netflix's documentary Thirteenth, directed by Ava DuVernay. Um, Can you say her name like a real person? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> DuVernay? Yeah, I think it's DuVernay. DuVernay. <laughs> DuVernay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, no one ever gets my name right my whole life, so I've. Uh, Kale? Never. Never right. What Kyle. They, what Cal, did they say? It's Kaylee. Like Kate. Oh, no. Never. Well, <laughs> it's been different in the last five years since my name like, is now a trendy vegetable. But Dav- growing, growing, up, growing up, it's been, it's been a struggle. Okay? Oh, okay. Colin and Mitch. Michelle. Have a shorter name than both of us. Anyway. Michelle, <laughs> Michael. Anyways, let's get into the movie, which is a documentary um, about the prison system in the United States um, called 13th. And uh, again, on Netflix right now, uh, produced either by or with Netflix. It's always, I don't really, I haven't looked into it to see what the real relationship is there, if it's just a distribution or not. But um, a lot of interesting things going on with that in general, because, you know, there's this race right now, I think, between Amazon and Netflix to see who's going to get an Oscar nomination, you know, just in general, not necessarily this year, but who's going to be the first video on demand streaming. Like a best picture? No, just any, I guess, I think anything, right? Netflix already got the documentaries. No, did they? Yeah. They got Varunga a few years ago. That um, was an original Netflix produced. Yeah. Movie? No, I, I don't know, know if it's Netflix produced. Yeah, I don't know. There was just there was some big article on Hollywood Reporter. Oh. I guess I, I misread it. But some okay, some I could be wrong. A lot of ones are documentaries, and they say like Netflix right across the top of it. Right. 
Um, I could be wrong. I'll try to look that up in a second. But anyways, um, so it's interesting. It's not in theaters right now, right? At least not around here. 13th? Well, I, I mean, it played at the New York Film Festival. But it, it, I'm just saying, like, locally here, you can't really find it. No. You got you to gotta have Netflix. You got to watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we watched it, and uh, we are here to talk about it. Um, I don't believe Ava has directed a documentary before. No, that is not true. I'm an idiot. Netflix has gotten four nominations. Oh. But not a win. No. Um, Ava DuVernay is famous, I think, most for Selma in 2014, the uh, Martin Luther King movie. And uh, this, uh, like Selma, is about black history and specifically about the prison system. And... You know, its title and its namesake is the 13th Amendment, which freed slaves. Um, let's go around and do a, initial thoughts on this f- film. Um, we all watched it today, so it's fresh in our minds. Uh, Colin, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so, for for reviewing this, I I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like, have I literally just watched it right before you guys came over, and I, I think that's what we all did. It might be really hard for me to digest a lot of the facts and like form like good concrete solid opinions on the facts and um things like that but i can talk about what visually struck me the tones of the documentary and how all the information was presented to us so just getting that out of the way first um this was so riveting i mean stunning powerful and when i was watching it i felt like i was watching okay, this is something that's going to be, you know, shown in schools and college courses for years. I mean, it's, it's everything. Like it's everything, every thing we've heard about black oppression and um, how they've been treated. If starting from, the passing of the 13th amendment, which is, you know, everyone thought like this is going to fix it all. And it obviously didn't (laughs) up until modern times and how it's still the same battle. And, um, it's hard to watch. It's not uplifting, but I feel like it's required viewing for a lot of people. Mitch. Your initial thoughts on 13th? Uh, I will first say that Ava DuVernay has directed a documentary. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, quickly realized. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is one of the, like, it's, um, extremely powerful movies. And obviously she has a story to tell. And it's a story that when applied, you know, when you look at it is kind of, it's everything. It's like everything. All the prob. All the problems. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna wait for this. I left the windows open. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, this. That this. HD antenna was in there. <laughs> um. So this movie is kind of about everything that we are dealing with today. I, I feel like it's one of the root causes of 
America's progress in, you know, our country, social and economic. Um, the reason we're having so many problems today can be tied, I, I feel like can be tied directly back to this problem that um, we are now becoming more, uh, um, more privy to, I guess, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, this is going on. We're, we're lucky enough as three white males uh, to not have dealt with this and maybe even be ignorant of it when we were growing up. Um, and now looking, you know, back and going to college and reading and just seeing everything has been so eye-opening. It's like when, I, I will agree, it is must-viewed, uh, is a must-view movie. It, it basically says everything you need to know about this situation. I, I feel like there's not one thing that it it leaves out that isn't you know that is important um it it summarizes everything really well and if you walk away from that movie still going like nah everything's fine <laughs> then you clearly <laughs> have no soul or you know brain um so yes i i think it is required viewing because it, it is so like you said riveting and um powerful I agree. I think it's. I think it's definitely required viewing. Um, I think you know. I think in the the racial climate that there is right now uh, in the United States, uh, I think a lot of these types of films, a lot of a lot of things that we've watched this year, um, are required viewing. Um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I think it, it was. I, I was engaged the whole time. It was a very informative documentary. I think a lot of good points were made. I think a lot of gutsy points were made. Mm. Um, just like there were in Selma, um, and I'm not, you know, not saying wrong. I just think you know, to someone, there's some things that are said to come out and say it the way they're saying it in this film. You know, every every person and the way that the documentary is crafted is is there's some guts to this documentary, which there should be in any good doc. Um, I think like a lot of what you guys are saying as far as as far as the documentary, as far as the film, there's it is everything. Um, at times, I felt like it it wasn't very it wasn't you know, when you watch it the whole way through, it wasn't as focused. I can see a lot of segments of this movie, like you're saying, Colin, being played in colleges and di in different college courses. Um, you know, the, for example, the birth of a nation part of this could be played in a film class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's parts about lobbying that can be played in any other political science class about that subject and lobbying, lo and lobbying law. And about so, yeah. like the way, you know, blacks were painted. Right. So there's so, there's so much in this film that at times it feels like it because it, it starts with a with a certain direction and then it kind of is just like but this is also you know it's also saying the prison things and effect of this and effect of that and effect of this and it comes back in the end but at the same time it feels a little disjointed especially since, since the movie is called 13th you know there's a there's a little stress on the 13th amendment but it you know which is interesting this whole idea that there's a part in the 13th amendment that says yeah there's no such thing as slaves in this country anymore unless you know you're a criminal which is fascinating something people don't think about but again the it's not really the central part of the film even though it kind of should be so that's my only like yeah. criticism it does tie in it does the, again it ties in by the way yeah uh, it ties in but remember. it seems to like lose a little focus but that's so fine it's like, basically it's, it's an ineffective amendment in a sense right, right that's the point of it yeah though. yeah right um so it's ve very informative for sure and that's my favorite part of it um yeah i was i was 
enthralled. Yeah. I was kind of like nervous about going into it. Like, is this going to be really rough to watch? And then I'm like, Ooh, history. Like, yeah. I mean, like, and I like that. It, it does fun. this thing where it's like, okay, 13th amendment. And then that's what I'm saying. It does this thing where it's like 13th amendment. And then let's go decade by decade basically. Yeah. But then it kind of stops that 30 minutes of the movie. It's like, Oh, it's not about this. It's not about a chronological right. thing, which it, it shouldn't be. History is not only chronology. It's, it's a, all-encompassing cause and effect yeah. yeah well yeah well they, they i thought they did a good job of you know laying out you know they gave you the time period so then they could later on in the movie reference back to those time periods when they were making points about today um yeah which i thought was right. smart. yeah one of which was i mean there's a huge emphasis on this movie about um dw griffith's birth of a nation film which was, you know, it's kind of scary, like the power of cinema, as this is a, you know, a movie podcast. It's crazy to think that, like, you know, these these I, these ideas of painting black men as criminals it comes from a very specific source and and a specific stereotype that has been produced in. And they 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 don't talk about it this much, but they do imply that, like, they imply the media showing you on local news, black men being arrested and stuff. I, I thought this film could have gone more into like black representation in film. Like what are black characters doing in movies? You know, that makes us have this perpetual thought of like, they're always criminals. They're always getting shot or they're always, you know, there's, you know, cause there is a, and that's still going on where there's, there's like specific roles for black men in cinema and how the power that, that has on, on like the nation's view of, of criminal which they keep pop that word pops up every time someone says it, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. They go over it broadly, like the just like of the image of yeah. blacks in the media and stuff. Right. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I thought it was I also thought it was interesting. You know, this year we've seen all the way, which was about Lyndon B. Johnson uh, enacting the Civil Rights and Voting Rights Act in the '60s. We did see Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't referenced in that. You know the movie we saw wasn't referenced but the D.W. Griffith one was and then also did you guys see the O.J. doc I watched the first part of it I did not okay that's just another big documentary that's mm-hmm. out there I think is going to be up, is, is, is eligible for Academy Award too mm-hmm. it's just like interesting. 16 hours long or right. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know my point is, is that you know there's been a theme this year mm-hmm. I think of reaction to last year that like race is, is really on our minds right now mm-hmm. which it should be. It should, but you get the, you guys get the impression. I mean, the impression of this film seemed to be that it doesn't matter, right? There's like kind of a, a a sour ending to this film. Like there's gonna be another thing. Like yeah. it's never gonna end, basically. Yeah. But it's also hopeful in the sense that it it talks about, like, now we know where where more people know at least. Uh, and this, I'm sure this documentary has a purpose, obviously, to inform people. And I think Netflix, you know, is doing a deed, kind of, by, yeah. by distributing it. Um, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's not hopeful because it's like, I mean, when has it ever been? But I think the snowball is finally, like, going down the hill. Like, where we're finally starting to figure shit out, like... This isn't right. This isn't how it should be, and more people are starting mm-hmm. to actually um, stand up that normally wouldn't or would ignore it. You know. Yeah, and I mean, this is something that 
black people have known for years. I mean, they've 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 known everything that's been said in the in this documentary, um, in one form or another for for their whole lives. Um, and I thought this was a great education for white people and right. pe- and people not uh, attuned to um, you know the struggle that uh, mm-hmm. black people face daily right. in this country, um, and the education for them to you know call out shit if you see it, mm-hmm. be proactive. Um, and it uses actual footage of like these awful things that you, you know read about in the news, like that one. Um, I forget his name. The the guy who was on like, you know, waiting for a trial. The kid who was waiting for a trial, who was just yeah. like kept in prison and basically tortured. And yeah. By to the point of mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. For three the, years. The cop just starts beating him up, and then like, you know, all he has to say is, "Oh, he tried to jump me," and there's video of it, and it's like. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we it it's out there, you know. We know it's out there. Um, it is required viewing for white people mm, who are God, yeah. ignoring it or who think that other things are more important, like uh, you know, Muslims. <laughs> so e- emails, <laughs> yeah, emails. And emails, you know. Um, but we need to we need to stop taking in our refugees and we need to start taking care of our own, except those that are black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, not to get political, but the film did this before. I wrote this down before the film ended up juxtaposing the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got this footage of, of Richard Nixon, who you know started the rhetoric of the war on drugs, which mm-hmm. this film implies is the war on you know colored communities. Absolutely. Um, and you know Nixon is there talking about law of order, law and order, and it sounded extremely Trump-like. And the film definitely alludes to it. Alludes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that. That was it's like a minute and a half or two minutes. They had that out on, there. on yeah. Facebook. I saw people post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it appear in the movie, I'm like, oh, that's where. Yeah, it, I saw that too. From. Yeah, I noticed it's that. incredible. Yeah. That that whole sequence is just incredible. Yeah, right. The where they, end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, they use Donald Trump's like, and eh, the good old days, we take, we throw them out, and it's just footage of you know the '60s and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, oh, hmm. and I just hate you know, I, I the the clip of Nixon talking about the war on drugs and talking about law and order, and he, he quotes Abraham Lincoln talking about it's like, come on, man, Dude, you know, let's yeah. let's rip something out of his, his historical con. I mean, Abraham Lincoln, I, I I that bothers me so much because it's like. Not only was he talking about something completely, he was not talking about like the war on drugs or like imprisoning people. Like there was no system like that back in the 1800s. It's just like when uh, it's so just cringeworthy. It's like I'm gonna name drop a quote from. It's what people do that on the internet. Basically, it's like mm-hmm. here's a picture of Abraham Lincoln and something he said, and that that means what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that guy lived in a completely different time, had yeah. completely different thoughts about life and political systems than yeah. you did. It's just I, it bothers Didn't me. Didn't have to deal with crack or anything. They're just <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, it's just like completely different. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the quote of the um. The Nixon advisor with the for the war on drugs, oh who's just like spl- splat out, flat out saying, like, no, this was intended to subjugate black yeah. people. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And for some reason, like, I remember sharing that on Facebook and being like, of course, like, am I? Are we supposed to be surprised? Right. And, and I remember getting like, you know, snarky comments from like conservative friends and stuff like, ah, well, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Why? Why, why are you this way? <laughs> why? why? It, you guys, it's right there. I, my my eyes roll back into my head when Newt Gingrich is in this, and he is talking about. It. I mean, he's saying things that are right about how black, he's. You know, he says mm-hmm. white people do not understand what black people go through in this country every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Is this, yeah. The, is this the guy I watch on Fox News Weekly? The, the, I mean, it's it like crazy, crazy to me. I, 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 I was going to say it here, but then I was like, man, I won't say it. Because I'm like, the, like, I was watching him like, yeah, he's coming across really well here. Where's that dude? Gotta wait. <laughs> like, did, you, did you notice too? I, I, I don't know if this is true. I, I, it was hard to tell. I could go back and watch it. But it seemed like they had him in two different places. They had him like in the same Sitting. room, but like in a different couch here and a different couch there. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, and if it is, to me it seemed like they're like he's got two different sides to him. Where it's like <laughs> here's the good guy, and here's the guy who's like, what are you saying, really? There's the opportunist and the more Thoughtful opportunist, or, <laughs> yeah. or they just had two days of filming. Like, yeah, that's probably <laughs> what it was. We want to get you to say that again because we're confused. <laughs> um, this film is not. You know, it, it, it does. There's a little Trumpness, anti-Trumpness here, but it is not does not shy away from dogging Bill Clinton mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I which is good. That's a good sort yeah. documentary Absolutely. should do in my mind. Of course, you know, they're talking about they they have that clip in there of Hillary Clinton calling super predator. super predators mm-hmm. that the whole yeah. thing, and then you know the these acts that that uh, for crime that, bill. yeah that Bill Clinton mm-hmm. put in that. Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton admitted later on uh, that were mistakes. And even though there's that clip of Bill Clinton still defending it. Yeah, you know? being like, ah, murderers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it's a complicated issue, <laughs> obviously. Is. I mean, he's not 100% right and he's not 100% wrong. Yeah. And, and people point to this all the time. and They don't point to that act necessarily, but like violent crime was rising in this country forever until 1994. And then it went down until very recently. Mm-hmm. So, so something you know there, there's a point to be made that something worked i'm not saying it's that like there's a, there's a million factors in the world that go into why there's violent crime but um you know they they they, they do hit on the clintons in this film mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but the yeah they they kind of challenge her they're they're kind of like if you are, if she's going, she has a lot of making up to do and what is yeah, she going to do? Yeah. And well, she talks about reforming the, everything, yeah. but there a lot, there's also a lot of like, she has, she hasn't shown us that that's what she wants right. to do yet. Right. So, I mean, we get, yeah, we get, we got the, um, the few clips of her they put at the end of like her saying that we need, um, respect between, yeah, yeah I, I forget what exactly she said, but she addresses the issue and like says that it's something that we need to be talking about as a country. So, I mean, that's a step forward and whether, whether she follow through on it, it's not, well, we will see, hopefully we'll be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's something that I th- believe that the filmmakers will hold her accountable for too, which, you know, yeah. as they should. Yeah. Um, Barring executive action from Obama and his lame duck session. <laughs> Um, any other like th- does anything surprise you? Anything you, d- you didn't really know that was like wow? I I well, um, maybe a lot of the Alex stuff. I think a lot oh, of people don't. Oh, really. that stuff was crazy. Uh, I didn't not, I did not know about that stuff. I mean, I d- like had a feeling, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like something where you like don't really know, but well, you're not, also, you like, don't know not surprised. Like this whole like, movie was oh. like, there's a lot of it I knew pretty much 100. percent Like yes, like that makes perfect sense. I knew that. 
um, but then there was things like Alec and the Bale Corporation where I was like, mm-hmm. I had a feeling, but holy shit, this is even oh. scarier than, yeah, even scarier. And just like the quotes of some of like the Bale Corporation's VP or whatever, and how he was saying like, that, he's like, if you feel that way and you feel safe because they're still like, basically they're trying now to imprison people in their homes with, uh, with you know, monitors yeah, and yeah. ankle bracelets and stuff. Uh, if you feel that way and you feel like we're getting these people off the streets, then what do you care if I make a buck or two? Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, all the ways to describe what you're doing. Like, all you care about is making money and subjugating people. Like, I don't, it, it's really interesting. They had the guy on, like, the representative for Alec, which took me a second to, like, realize what he was trying to say. Like, the white guy. He was young, younger. <laughs> really, like, dweeb-looking yeah, white yeah. guy who was talking about, like, ah, that's that's ridiculous. I, You know, I've never heard that before. That guy was like, how can you not see? Like, you're smart. Ew. You're obviously smart. Then you're just you're just evil? Is that what it is? Like, yeah. you just know exactly what you're doing? And you don't and, care. And well, you don't care? It's like, you know, Trump's, um, what's her? The campaign. Her, the campaign. I mean, she's, like, incredibly smart. Like, yeah. But she's getting paid. But she's, yeah, exactly. She's it's getting like, paid is yeah. what it is. These people are smart. They just it's an empathy problem. Yeah. It's not a it's not an intelligence problem when it comes to people at the top. Mm-hmm. Something that surprised me, um I didn't know. I didn't know that crack and cocaine were um charged differently. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, um, fuck, jeez. Yeah. Why That's why you're gonna chart, like, <laughs> well, that yeah, is, like, yeah. So it's, it's. I mean, that, that is if, so if racially seems, obvious. Yeah, if nothing seems racial, that does. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you watch like a, an '80s movie with the, like that involves cocaine, and there's like all white people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and though, whenever there's crack in a movie, it's like crime. Mm. But cocaine in a white movie, it's like we're partying. You know, we're crazy. Even then, I'm going back to the movies thing. I mean, that's, no, it is and it's true, and that's movies like, are a reflection movies, of society. Movies have a lot. I mean, I you know I'm not, I just especially when it comes to race because a lot of people in this country don't integrate, but but their biggest what they know of race is what they see on TV, and that I mean, mm-hmm. just, I don't want to keep bringing back to that and beating a dead horse, but like that's I mean it's just true. It's like. I'm I'm not one to be like, oh, violent movies make people violent. But, you know, look, if you don't if you don't if you're not integrated in a multicultural community and you only see black people represented in a certain way on television mm-hmm. or a certain way on the news or a certain way in movies, that's going to feed on your anxieties mm-hmm. of of, you know, Crime. criminality. Yeah. Just say no. It's our it's our fault as movie goes. Right. I love um, I, I love the one thing I didn't know is was some of the the people like Angela Davis and uh, some of the other uh, civil rights leaders mm. back then. You know, you know the obvious ones, but Angela Davis I didn't know about, and I was like, she's fucking badass. Oh, that, yeah. that's the one oh, yeah. who walked the into woman, the courtroom. Yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. was like fucking cheering <laughs> yeah. when that was happening. She, she walks in in the dress and the big afro. She goes. I'm here to lay down the fucking law. Like yeah. got off scot free. Her wow. her thing when she's asked, like, do you feel like you shouldn't, you know, like you you feel guilty about using, mm. you know, violence or advocate? You're not that advocating was, violence. That was but her entire story about like 
like I have friends who died in that that church bombing like I my dad had to have a gun at the ready all times because you never know who was gonna come by people were being killed in the streets don't tell me like that I you know not yeah. to use violence yeah, when it comes to you're talking to me about violence yeah. yeah right you have no clue what we went through mm-hmm. she was brilliant yeah it's like oh man stuff is and you still hear it today thug you know words oh well yeah, words, don't yeah. Even, yeah thug yeah. rioting or looting you know rioting is turned into looting or demonstrations are turned into rioting yeah. that was one of the big things in this movie there's different ways to talk about race from, right from decade to decade mm-hmm. basically yeah yeah um, states rights <laughs> states rights right that's true it's i mean it's <laughs> yeah. oh so people these people are still being elected I loved when that it's like, um, is this bill related to uh, Alec in any way? He goes, no, I don't know why <laughs> you're bringing bill. it up. It's like, well, um, there's <laughs> logos here on your, on your bill. <laughs> yeah, there's, you kind of left the letterhead right at the top there. Yeah, I I stay away like on the internet. I'm just not somebody who likes to see footage of someone dying. And that seems to be really prevalent mm-hmm. today. Like, oh, yeah. watch the video. So see what happened. And I never watch no. them because I'm like, I'll just read about it because, you know, I, I trust, like, the factual reporting and objective. I'll read the police report even, like, of what happened. Sometimes that can be a little, you know, messed up sometimes. But, like, I'll take other people's word for it. And then when we're served up, like, six or seven of those videos, I was like, uh, like, this is not what I wanted to watch. I'm watching, like, you know, people being killed on the streets yeah. and they make a point like this is how it's always been yep. but now we have cameras in our pockets mm-hmm. so which you know and it hasn't really stopped anything right. so far right this also too i mean i was furious at the time of this happening too but this was a few years ago george zimmerman and trayvon martin it's like that is was just so fucked up mm-hmm. yeah I know. Right. and you can hear trayvon screaming help yeah like <laughs> Then he's yeah. like, I'm going to follow him. He's like, no, you the police, shouldn't the police be is doing like, we that. We don't need you to do yeah, that. Yeah, do not do that. Okay, do not do that. And <laughs> he does it anyway, and somebody dies. And I still, there are still people who believe that, like, you know, oh, well, you know, he was a kid in a hoodie and, like, a thug. Oh, this isn't just some 15-year-old. It's like, look at the pictures of him. The kid is, like, tiny. Like, yeah. I mean, he's still 15. I know, like, 13-year-olds and whatnot are capable of awful things, but this guy did not look it no especially in the neighborhood he grew up in it's yeah like, and Zimmerman was pursuing him yeah <laughs> all he knows is he's being attacked by some random guy on the street and then you know fighting back and then he gets killed yeah so it's, a, it's a doc to make you angry no right doubt about it, it is and I which is so, fine we should so, all be, we should all be angry like I was once surrounded by people who believe this I went to um I went to like take a CPL class, uh, concealed pistols license, which mm-hmm. I've never turned in because I di- I was like after this class I was like I'm not doing this like this is ridiculous. The instructor was insane, like I was surrounded by people who like believed this narrative, like wholeheartedly. They were like like that their threat. criminals were under constant threat. The you know. Right. Muslim scourge is coming and stuff. And it's like, and I actually challenged the instructor on the Trayvon Martin thing. Like I started talking like back to him, like, 
what are you talking about? And like, he, he actually had no response. Like he didn't know. He was like, okay. And I finally got him to admit maybe George Zimmerman shouldn't have followed him. He was like, yeah, okay. It's like, that's crazy. They teach you that in a CPL class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, CPL classes are taught by NRA certified instructors. Who else is a member of the NRA, but paranoid gun owners? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's fucking crazy. I, I got the, the certificate and I was just disgusted. I was like, why did I take this? Mm. Like, I mean, it was a gift, but like, I shouldn't have come. Like, this is, I don't want to support the NRA. And that's essentially what I just did. Mm. So there's a, there's a lobbying group that was part of Alec. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, do you guys. We're straying from the movie, but there's a lot of. Well, there's a lot. It, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that brings up discussion, which is probably its right. main goal, yeah. more than anything. I do have um, one thing I wanted to float up, which was a negative for the movie directing as me for for me, um, and it wasn't deal breaker for the subject matter or not. What did you guys feel about? And I have, I'm like kind of, I liked it, but I didn't. All like the beautiful shots of the people being interviewed. I mean, they were like stunningly compo- like composed shots. They were nice, well lit. It was distracting. Yeah, because <laughs> no one was naturally sitting anywhere. It was very, it was weird. Yeah. It was, and I, I'm sure there's some artistic vision there, but it was distracting. Like I, w- I was like, why is that person sitting on a ledge that's not even big enough for their butt? Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like yeah. it was like weird. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there was some weird stuff, but I I thought it fit well with the tone. I mean, the the it, colors and everything. Yeah, yeah. the be- well, the locations were amazing. Mm-hmm. The, lo- the where they've, like they I think it. a lot of <laughs> it looked like they shot it in like a warehouse in Detroit or like former <laughs> like former prisons. I'm mm-hmm. sure none of them were, but it seemed like it. Yeah, you know? it did. I mean, it's I I appreciate it because it was be- beautiful to look at, but then I found myself like looking at the shots and not really looking at. Or listening to what they were saying, mm-hmm. um, but then I also my argument for them doing that way is like, you don't want this to be a movie where people are just sitting there in a you know back yeah. in a black curtain behind them talking about this because that's even harder for people to watch. That can it. be done right. I mean, Errol Morris does that mostly yeah. Yeah. I mean, with like the fog of war and why we fight. Um, also, eye opening. Yeah, uh, but isn't that just the one person though? Right. Yeah. Well, why we fight was more people, but they were all black, like just black background, yeah, yeah. stark, stark lighting on them. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, Colin, you want a film like this to be at the highest level of you know cinematography and set mm-hmm. design, and that, that it can be because you know you want it to get it more attention. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna it's gonna be nominated? Yeah. Probably yes. for sure. Yeah, I yes. think so for sure. I think it'll probably win too, probably just win. given the. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk, you know. And people when are you gonna watch a, it and be like, okay, yeah, we should make this a winner, so that way more people. Well, will I'll be watch interested. It. I mean, if the OJ doc is is ve- eligible for this, which again is interesting. Have we talked about that on here? We've like we haven't like discussed because it's an eight-hour documentary, yeah. and I'm just saying like the idea that it could be nominated because it was in theaters technically. It's silly as one thing, <laughs> which is silly to me because if, at that point. Uh, you know, like why doesn't Game of Thrones just play their whole season yeah. in, in a row? I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, to win an Oscar. Like I don't get why not. Right. But that being said, personally, that was a more p- 
powerful documentary for me about race. I mean, to me. Well, yeah, but they have more time to explore it. But you have eight hours. Yeah, yeah that's my right. thing. So it's like, that's kind of cheap. For an hour and 40 minutes, this packs in so much information that is accessible and easy to yeah. you know, digest. That, and like, that, that's, it's yeah. master filmmaking. It is. Really. And, and I think it'll be interesting if the OJ documentary is eligible and it wins. To me, there's going to be a lot of controversy there. Of like, that's kind of cheap. Because mm-hmm. it is, yeah, and it will take away from you know what the ideas in the movie, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, certainly. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it should be nominated. And it's, I mean, when you're talking about race and stuff, like it's a lot harder to sit through eight hours of that, and you know, right, still want to like be engaged and like come out of it like right, right. with like the passion that we're coming out of right. this movie one. Mm-hmm. Right. should be interesting we'll see that this is the first this is even the first film we've watched probably that will be nominated for anything I think maybe Hell or High Water um, but that's yet Zootopia. to be seen we'll you're right yeah you're right yeah maybe Finding Dory even yeah. who knows um, but no this yeah. felt like the, like the first like, the first of the Oscar, Oscar. season yeah for sure yeah. important films yeah. Which will continue next week. It weekend. is an important film. I'm not saying that ironically. Whereas mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, The yeah. Butler is an important film. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> Lee Daniels, The Butler. Is that your Netflix? Who the fuck is Lee Daniels? Is that your Netflix recommendation? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's, well, you guys, we all recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. my gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, let's get to, we do some recommendations at the end of the uh, show. Uh, Mitch, you have a video on demand recommendation you want to throw out there? Yeah, going with what I wore for uh, Halloween, I've been rewatching. Uh, Bob's Burgers and god damn that show is really funny and I'm so happy that Fox recognizes how funny it is and despite like lower ratings than you know Family Guy and the other ones uh, it has you know kept ordering yeah. seasons yeah. so uh, Bob's Burgers is hilarious if you haven't watched it yet I know a lot of people who are like they're either or they're like I love Bob's Burgers but I won't watch Archer because all I can hear is Bob Belcher as Archer Mm. Uh, but then oh I love Archer but I can't watch Bob's Burgers because all I hear is Sterling Archer and Bob they're completely you can completely Mm. separate them what Um, about Coach McGurk yeah and Coach McGurk from uh, Home Movies movies. Um, you can completely separate them and I feel like uh, Bob's Burgers is one of the funniest animated shows on TV right now yeah I um, I agree seasons two through five or two through four are like gold and they're still solid even the new ones coming out hmm. never seen it you should watch it oh it's funny i i love Bob's yeah Burgers. you'd love i love, you'd love the characters you'd love tina you'd love Gene. yeah you, you would yeah i'm surprised yeah. you haven't watched Bob's hey, Burgers. Yeah. Haven't seen that. um you would yeah love john the characters. i love john benjamin yeah. he's awesome Remember when he had a show, uh, H. John Benjamin has a van? Yeah. Did you ever watch that? That show was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> um, I'm, I just, I just freaking realized that my recommendation isn't on Netflix anymore because it's oh. now November. Oh. oh, no. But I'm still throwing out Major League, god damn it, because we're, we're going to stop this and we're going to catch the end of the Game 7 of the World Series. And hopefully, from my perspective, the Cleveland Indians are going to win it. And uh, there really is very there are in my mind there are very few funnier sports movies in Major League, and it was on Netflix forever. I even think I recommended it at baseball season earlier in the year, but now it's not. But check it out somewhere because that movie's awesome. Nice, Colin. 
I am recommending an HBO uh, series that is on HBO to go and currently on the channel. Um, Westworld. Ooh. I'm uh, I'm not fully caught up. I think I'm one episode behind now. But um, very interesting. Very. This seems to be the new show. It's, yeah, it's the real show. interesting. I don't, I have a feeling I know what they're going, like, like what they're trying to say with this, but it's so, so interesting. It does seem interesting. I've heard a lot of theories. Yeah. Where it's like, this guy's two people. I'm like, what? How? <laughs> it's, How does this show work? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really into it. And it's just, you know, very beautifully designed and um, a lot of promise for, you know, first season of a a, a new show. Well, granted, it's based on you know, something movie. else, but um, really a lot, lot to say about people and people's actions and future and technology and artificial intelligence and the human mind. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a lot of things to do with. Well, yeah. like every other great show out there, I'll see it 10 years from now, probably. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like, Kale, you got to do, just watch it now. So like, cause like what Breaking Bad is right now for me still, I haven't watched it. And people are like, dude, what the fuck? And, and this is, people are like, if you don't start watching it now, you're never going to watch it. I'm like, yeah, it will. Have you, have you been keeping up with the West Wing, by the way? I want, been no, I, I haven't. I'll, I'll get, get there. There's a lot of shows, man. <laughs> I know. Everybody keeps saying, you're not watching Shameless? I'm like, no, I'm not watching Shameless. I, I have and I never things will. to do. <laughs> Things to Why do. do people? people I don't. Like shame. People love. Of, I shameless. know people love Shameless. I'm like, apparently really? it's really good. Mm. I mean, I I I don't know. I I hear it's good. I'm take your word for it. It doesn't seem like something I'm ter- totally interested in. No. But I also feel like it's kind of like that. You've been watching it so long that you're just like, ah, we're yeah. just riding along with it. So. Well, we got a lot of things to, to watch in the future, including in addition to Westworld and, and Shameless. We got Moonlight. We got Hacksaw Ridge coming up. We got freaking Doctor Strange. A lot of movies. A lot of movies. Seasons and swing. Fall season. Um, if you have any uh, recommend, if you have any thoughts on this movie, Thirteenth, any other movie review, do you have recommendations for us? Any sort of comments? Please email us at woodwardsfilmcast@gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDET. For this episode of the Woodwards Filmcast, coming from a Collins New Crib. It's a very large crib. Hope it doesn't get recalled. For Kalinovich, I'm Kale. We'll see you next week. Bye. We're trying. Detroit Avenue.